Welcome to Lounge with the Ladies. We are two of the owners of Four Aesthetics Lounge, a med spa in Lexington, Kentucky. My name is Katie Robinson. And I'm Emily Evans. This podcast is a place where we can chat about all things aesthetics. So let's go ahead and dive in. Welcome back to today's episode, part two of last week's episode. Last week we talked about who is a good candidate for filler, how to pick a provider, and what types of filler are more commonly used. So today we're going to further get into that and talk about kind of adverse events that can happen um, and things like that. So any little... Anything you want to chat about before we get into that? Um, I would say, like, first, I'll make it positive. Yeah. <laughs> first, I'd like to say there's so many awesome benefits from filler. Um, it can really enhance the way your face looks. It can help rejuvenate your face. Mm-hmm. Um, if you if there's something that bothers you, um, it's always bothered you, and you're wondering, can you benefit from that? A lot of times, filler can go in and really help improve certain areas as well. So there's great benefits to filler, but um, it does not come without its risk. And so the point of our um, kind of series on this is to make sure everyone's safe and getting great treatments and results. Um, so today we're going to draw, dive into kind of the dark side of filler. Yeah. <laughs> um, and kind of what Katie said is things that we're talking about are rare. Like Correct. M- these are not things that are commonly happening um they are rare so yeah we don't want to take away the positive side of filler um because these things that we're going to talk about today are far and few between but they are still risks that can happen like with anything so um just wanted to throw that out there Mm -hmm. so no one's like thinking it's going to happen every time they get filler (laughs) so Let's start off with firstly talking about kind of the most common complication or adverse events with filler. Um, And whenever we say filler, we're going to be speaking for both HA fillers and biostimulators for what we use here. And we might dive into a little bit more specific. um, Overall. Overall complications. Um, So I would say the most... I think first I would say the biggest... It's not even an adverse event. The biggest side effect of filler is swelling and bruising. Mm -hmm. Um, Those are actually... Common side effects. Common. Like 80% of people get them. So swelling and bruising Mm -hmm. are to somewhat be expected if you get filler. Plan Um, for it. You're getting multiple injections in your face. It is a needle going into your skin. Yes. Your body (laughs) sees this as trauma. Um, So swelling and bruising are common. Now we will talk to our patients about what is abnormal swelling or what abnormal bruising but if you are someone who is planning to get filler or been thinking about it you can expect for Mm -hmm. these things to happen if it doesn't happen to you great Great. your body has just uh, handled it well um better than most but it is very common um so i just wanted to throw that out there before we get in a lot of people think those are things that aren't supposed to happen those are very common we cannot see all the vessels Mm -hmm. under your face as experienced injectors, we do know the anatomy and know where um, problem areas are, um, but you still have other veins of and small little vessels that we can't avoid. Um, and I would say too, more er- some areas are more prone to bruising and swelling than others. So um, depending on the area, we'll probably we would probably talk to you about that too. Like um, you're definitely going to swell in this area, and going on the types of filler that we're using, um, some cause more swelling than others as Correct. well. Um, but yeah, bruising and swelling, it's, I would just expect it with filler. Um, 
And then a few other ones that aren't, uh, these would be like undesired results. Um, so if you get filler, you don't like the way it's made your face look. If you have say more in one area, um, or if it was injected too superficial, it can cause kind of a bluish tint to the skin. Mm -hmm. Those are things that it's not an emergency. It's mm -hmm. not going to cause anything Hard, other than, long -term right. Long -term other than you not, not like wanting it. it. Yeah. Um, and so that, that's something that we see. Yeah. Um, we see that typically, um, with patients coming from other practices, um, a lot of patients, I guess, don't want to go back to an injector if they got an undesired result. Um, I've had a few patients of mine that had an undesired result that I discussed with them and we took care of the situation. It. Mm -hmm. Um, but kind of how we talked about in episode one, um, HA fillers, if the, um, procedure was done with the HA filler, we can dissolve that out. Um, and if it's done with a biostimulatory, we can kind of dilute it down mm -hmm. to break up the particles and make it look better. Mm -hmm. Um, so uh, for undesired results, there are ways to fix it, improve it. Um, so be open with your injector if you don't like it. Yeah. That's why I tell all my patients, like, especially if they were to not come back or I haven't seen them in a long time and they finally tell me why I'm like, you know, our goal, any injector's goal is to give you a great result. So if you're unhappy, tell them and all they want to do is fix that. And if they don't want to fix that, then you know, you're in the wrong spot, right. but um, you if, can go to someone who is happy to fix it. Yeah, exactly. We would bend over backwards to fix things for our patients. So, mm -hmm. um, Undesired results, like Emily said, they're not an emergency, but they are kind of a side something of filler that can fixed, happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, so something that you want to be aware of and know that there is treatment for it out there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and don't be scared to say that you don't like something, it, you, like you're going to hurt your injector's feeling. Everyone's different. What Katie likes on her face and what I like on my face are, could be two totally different you know, looks. And so if the same injector does Katie cheek, Katie's cheeks, they go and do my cheeks and they do the same injection, it probably wouldn't look right on one of us. And one of us would probably not like it. So as injectors, we do different techniques, different patterns, um, kind of for the face shape, kind of your desired outcome. That's why we discuss in detail what you're wanting before, but don't ever be scared to say that you are unhappy with the outcome of something, um, for, that you're worried about hurting mm -hmm. like your injector's feeling or something because they're going to want to fix it for you. Right. And more on the same subject too, um, an undesired result can be that you just don't like the way your face looks yeah. with it, but it can also be from other causes as well. So it could be that maybe the filler was placed in the wrong plane of the face. So that means <clears throat> if you're seeing lumps and bumps, it might have been placed a little too superficial. Um, also if it's blue under the skin, <clears throat> too superficial. Uh, yes. Um, maybe the wrong filler was chosen for the area that was injected. Mm -hmm. um, so these are going to be more targeted at the injector experience. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of like what we talked about in episode one. Um, if you're going to someone that doesn't do this a lot, and doesn't do it regularly, these would be more common to see these types yeah. of situations. Um, too much filler. This is something that we see a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, this is like the biggest stereotype, I think, in aesthetics is people being overfilled. I think every time I talk to someone about filler who's never on it before, they're like, I don't want to look crazy. Mm -hmm. And that comment is solely because they're, this has happened, right? Oh, like, yeah. I mean, you see these celebrities on TV, but you also see people walking around town with these mm -hmm. ginormous lips that are not right for their face. Um, so you want to go to someone that's, that has um, the experience mm -hmm. 
and the values to tell you no if it's yeah. too much. Um, I have patients coming in all the time. They're like, oh, I want a little filler right here. I'm like, that's that's not what you need. I did it and, yesterday. Yeah. You know? I'm like, that's not the area that you need. Yeah. And so we will, we say it politely, but then we educate as to why. And typically patients are like, oh, okay, well then yeah. let's do that. You, you're the one who knows. So, you know, you need to make sure you get to someone you trust as well. Um, and then also... Um, something that's going to cause a poor aesthetic outcome would be migration or redistribution of the filler. The filler has moved outside of the area that we initially put it in or targeted to put it in. Yeah. Um, so again, the poor aesthetic outcome is all fixed by the same thing. Um, we'll use a medication that's an injectable called Hylonex to help dissolve the filler down or help break it up, um, in order to correct this area. Yeah. It just dissolves it down. Um, another thing that we have seen before, definitely one of the more uncommon things, we're kind of, we're moving in from the non-emergent to the more serious to the emergent. Yes. <laughs> um, so we talked about non-emergent. Um, now we're the like more in serious, the yeah. yeah, would be something called a nodule. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's an early onset nodule, there's delayed onset nodules. So these are going to be like lumps that you feel under your skin after you're past your two to four week. Yeah. Um, healing time. Lumps and bumps that you feel that you feel in filler. That's a tongue twister. Yeah. <laughs> um, are normal in two to four weeks. That filler has to integrate with your own tissue before it's going to become smooth. So especially in lips, cheeks, I feel like you can feel oh, it yeah. sometimes too because you're putting boluses there. Um, even in the chin, but. Mm-hmm. Especially lips, you're going to have lumps and bumps, um, and that is completely normal because that filler, how it is injected, um, it needs time to integrate with your own tissue before it's going to become smooth. So in those first two to four weeks, it's not serious. It's normal. We're speaking after that four-week mark, um, after you've had that follow-up, and that's kind of smoothed itself out. That's whenever we would be talking about um, these kind of nodules. So, early onset nodules and delayed onset nodules speak to... So well, with, you can just start with either one. Yeah. Um, with early, it's definitely going to be after that month mm-hmm. of getting filler. Um, typically, it's going to be anywhere from like a month to three months after filler. You might feel a nodule. And typically, this could be from um, things going on in the body. Yeah. Viruses, illnesses, um... I would say nine times out of ten, it's because you have gotten a cold yeah. after you had the filler, mm-hmm. r- like recently after yeah. the filler, or you were act like you actively had a virus whenever you were getting injected, either didn't know or didn't tell your injector. Correct. Um, so typically, early onset nodules just resolve on their own mm-hmm. most of the time. Um, if they're not warm or painful, but you just feel a nodule under the skin, that's typically something that get just gets better mm-hmm. um sometimes if they have a little swelling around them we'll recommend like an antihistamine um but most of the time it's just like a nodule that someone feels under their skin um that will resolve on its own um delayed onset nodules are a little bit different um these can happen months to years yeah. after getting filler um and a lot of times this is going to be where we have to look at is this inflammatory or non-inflammatory um, if it's non-inflammatory, um, it just might be that your body kind of encapsulated that and doesn't want that filler there anymore. And if it's inflammatory, then we have to look more at the infection route. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, we do have to remember that although these fillers, especially the hyaluronic acids, are 
pretty much, for, for the most part, natural to our body. I mean, they obviously have additives yeah. in them that are not. Um, so most of, most patients don't have these problems with their body kind of rejecting it, but they, it is basically a foreign body that we're injecting mm-hmm. into the body. So um, some bodies can choose to not yeah. want it, um, can kind of try and push it out. So um, this is something that you want your injectors to know about and to know how to treat as well. We actually keep algorithms that um, help us work through these steps when patients have these um, issues. And we've had experience with these in the past, so we do feel knowledgeable and comfortable treating them. Yeah. And you want to make sure whoever you are seeing does as well. Um, and then moving on, just to kind of, in the aspect of time, we'll just go hit, go ahead and hit the emergent mm-hmm. case. Um, so the biggest risk. Emergency, yeah, emergency risk with getting um, a filler is a, something called a vascular occlusion. This is where the filler, part of the filler, particles of the filler get into a blood vessel and obstruct flow of that blood vessel. Um, We've seen this happen multiple multiple times in the past, whether it's our patients or not, um, patients that we help with. Um, This is a complication that can be resolved quickly if um, there is good experience and um, preparation uh, prior to all that. Um, and then sometimes it's something that even when you get start resolving quickly, sometimes it's something that takes a little bit more um, effort to take yeah, care of as well. It really just depends on kind of the type of filler, the area that you're injecting, mm-hmm. what vessels are around there. Um, I would say as an injector, this is obviously the thing that scares injectors the most um, is creating a vascular occlusion. This is something that every injector would want to avoid. Um, what we do as a clinic to help avoid this in general, mm-hmm. um, is preparation. So we do lots of education, research, we do drills on how to treat vascular occlusions. We have, um, safety protocols, we have a safety kit. Um, and then of course this, um, drug that we've been talking about called Hylinex, we keep a lot of that on hand to help. Basically what that does is it helps dissolve fillers down mm-hmm. whether it's a hyaluronic acid filler or a biostimulatory it's going to help dissolve the filler in a certain way in order to either get it out of the blood vessel or help dilute it down um, to help the body kind of reroute the circulatory yeah. system but i um, sorry i know that's a little deep and i don't mean to talk like that but there are ways to treat it but it has to be caught very quickly um you have to have a provider that is going to be very open and easy to contact mm-hmm. i've seen so many people from other practices come in here and tell me that they they were never scheduled to follow up they couldn't get a hold of the practice um they told them to come in in a month and it blows my mind i know um if you have a concern um and you're not able to reach your practice easily then that's not the practice for you no um we are i would say overly available yeah overly available. <laughs> you can text us anytime we do have like our phone set up like if it's not an emergency versus an emergency there's kind of different protocols for that um on our end but we're always there is always an injector that is on call that is going to be answering that phone for any of these emergencies yeah all you address. have to say is i'm really worried yes <laughs> um but most of the time just um from a patient's perspective just if you're a patient most of the time, a vascular occlusion is witnessed while you are in the clinic. Right. Um, if you're getting injected, typically something will happen. 
uh, maybe the skin turns a certain color or mm-hmm. you have a certain pain or numbness and the injector is aware of it right then. Mm-hmm. It usually happens within 30 minutes of the injection. Yeah. Um, so you're still typically in clinic. Um, or and, close by. And... Or close by. And it can be taken care of. Yeah. Um, or at least treatment can be initiated. Begin, yeah. um, the biggest, I think, the worst... Uh, outcomes of it that I've seen are patients that go home and then then don't call and say and then they wait a week or two and they're like oh I've been having pain since last week well that's Mm -hmm. we're like really behind on the eight ball at this point so um it's very time sensitive so um really we have to treat these patients within four hours of the event so to really get a good outcome um basically like a full resolution has to happen within four hours so you want to make sure if you're having any issues even if it's a bruise like we tell you bruising and swelling is normal but I always tell my patient if you feel if like you're concerned it's about it I want to know normal, about it yeah you, you call me um so just making sure that you're comfortable doing that and knowing that there are non-emergent there's emergent there's serious um there's there's risk mm-hmm. there's risk with fillers there's great benefits but you have to weigh the benefits against the risk and you need to know them both um, and the person that you're seeing for these procedures needs to know both of them as well. Yeah, absolutely. I almost think um, we're about out of time for this episode, but that we could actually <laughs> even have a part three going in with like, because we didn't even touch on like ultrasound, anatomy, right, any of that yeah. stuff. Like we could even branch it out into a third part um, just since we have to end this one here because I feel like there's still a lot we could, oh, could discuss about that about yeah but I feel like it's important too because if you aren't getting the education somewhere else at least you're getting it from us so maybe that can help right save your face yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> quite literally um so yeah maybe we can do that just make a part three kind of dive in a little bit more about from an injector standpoint um going through that stuff what we would do like if yeah, we see we something come it, up like yeah the, the kind of like the tips and tricks yeah um and then, you know, from a patient standpoint, why injectors are doing mm-hmm. certain things. Yeah, that's a great point. I think that would be good. But this will be the end of this episode, so I think we just decided there will be a part three next week yeah. that we'll um, touch on, and then we'll just get into this a little bit more, because I think it's super important, and there's never too much education about this topic with in the industry, so yeah. it's good for everyone to And know. in the meantime, um, if you guys are listening and think of any questions, message us on Instagram, and we're happy to address those questions in our next episode as well. Yep, absolutely. So we'll be back next week with another one. Hey, guys, if you liked today's show, please be sure to subscribe and follow so you don't miss an episode. And if you feel like you could benefit from anything from today's episode and you are local to Lexington, Kentucky, Go to forestheticslounge.com and book yourself a free consult. We would love to see you in our clinic.